the topic i've chosen for today is uh, how to hear or how to recognize god's voice uh, how to how do we recognize god's voice uh, this is uh, based on a message that i heard uh, sometime back uh, from uh, rick warren so uh, uh, first of all uh, what is the need to recognize god's voice um you know we we cannot have a relationship with god if we cannot hear god uh, we all know that uh, christianity is uh, uh, you know it's a very popular phrase christianity is not a religion it's a relationship so uh, you know we cannot have a relationship with god unless we can hear from god and unless we recognize to hear god's voice and uh, how how would we know if a thought that we've had is from god or if it is from the devil or if it is our own unless we learn to recognize god's voice we will not be able to distinguish between these and uh, you know proverbs 14:12 uh, it says that what you think is the right road may lead you to death it's it very plainly and very simply it has been put that we might be thinking that we are on the right road but it might lead us to death um again in 1 john 4 uh, 1 uh, john uh, says that dear friends do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from god because many false prophets have gone out into the world the meaning of this is that we should not believe everything that we hear no just because somebody says that it is a message from god or just because somebody says that uh, god wants me to tell you it doesn't mean that it's from god so uh, and a few other reasons why you know we need walking on this one a few other reasons why we need to know how to recognize god's voice is you know even a person like peter who was with jesus he was physically present right next to him he had both uh, god and satan speak to him and he acted on both you know we all of us will have uh, uh, god speaking to us all of us will have our own thoughts all of us will have you know satan also speaking to us um you know but even a person like peter who was there with jesus he acted on both on what god spoke and on what satan spoke and that too you know, in bible it is in the right uh, right next to each other the passages are right next to each other uh, matthew 16 13 to 23 now it's about uh, first uh, jesus asking uh, his disciples who they think he is and uh, peter says that uh, uh, you are the, the living god so jesus replies uh, here saying that uh, uh, blessed are you simon son of jonah for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood but by my father in heaven so that was revealed to peter to peter by uh, uh, god and uh, peter spoke that right in the next passage jesus is talking about uh, that he must be killed and on the third day he will raise he will be raised again and peter says that uh, this shall never happen to you jesus was very sharp and uh, in his reply he said get behind me satan he was talking to peter get behind me satan you are a stumbling block you do not have in mind the concerns of god but merely human concerns so even a person like peter uh couldn't at that moment 
distinguish between what God said and what uh, Satan said. So, uh, and and also in the next uh, thing that I have noted here, John seven seventeen, Jesus himself uh, mentioned this: anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. Jesus himself acknowledged that he had a, a fleshly side to him. He never acted on it, but uh, as long as he was on earth, he was in the flesh. And so, whether his teaching is from God or uh, fr from his own, he said that anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. Uh, Jesus didn't act on his own, but uh, he acknowledged that. If Jesus himself acknowledged that as long as he was on earth, he had a fleshly side to him, how much more we need to be careful on how to distinguish God's voice. Uh, there are seven uh, tests or you know seven filters that uh, we can use uh, to distinguish between God's voice and our own thoughts or thoughts from the uh, devil. The first thing is that uh, whether does it agree with the Bible? You know, God's word, God's will, whatever God reveals to us, either through visions or through other people or uh, directly to us, it will never contradict, contradict his word. In Luke 21.33, Jesus says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So, God's will will never contradict his word. And in Galatians 1.8, Paul is speaking. He is saying that even if an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. So, even if an angel appears to us and contradicts what has been revealed to us in God's word, no, we should not believe that. So, you know, it has to agree with the Bible. That's the uh, first point that whatever we hear somebody telling us that, you know, God wants me to tell you or if, uh, you know, we hear something, our own thoughts or, you know, our own uh, something God reveals to us through visions, does it agree with the Bible? That is the first test. The second thing is, does it make me more like Christ? So, whatever, if, you know, God has asked you to do something, He, we should always uh, remember that God wants us to become more and more like Him. You know, the ultimate aim for us uh, while on earth is to become more and more like uh, Jesus. Um, so, does that particular thing make us more and more like Him? Uh, we also should uh, keep in mind that uh, God is much more interested in our character than in our comfort. Um, God does bless his people. God does, uh, you know, give us our needs. He does supply our needs. But more than all that, Jesus is more concerned about our character than our own comfort. In Philippians 2.5, we read that, uh, uh, you know, it's an instruction to us. We must think and act like Christ Jesus. And in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we take every thought captive so that it is obedient to Christ. So we need to become more and more like Christ. And so anything that we hear or think, does it uh, make us more like Christ? Um, the third point in this is that, would Jesus do this? If, uh, you know, if I believe that God has asked me to do something, we should think whether Jesus would do that. Or in the same way that, you know, you would like to do that, would Jesus do that? 
James 3:14 to 17 now it says uh, bitter envy and selfish ambition is from the devil and pure peace loving considerate submissive full of mercy impartial and sincere these are from god now, so thoughts that we have or any revelations that we have which category does it fall under the first one or the second one so that is one one filter one test that can we can put it to and uh, no submissive these thoughts can we submit those thoughts to someone else and put it to test can we reveal that to someone else especially to your spouse and the group of um, you know small group of believers whom you are close to can you put it to them put it forth and uh, you know get their opinions uh, that can be one point and uh, also you know uh, we should never talk in different ways about the same thing to different groups of people so any any thought that we have if we are convinced that it is from god you know, we talk to talk with the same conviction to uh, every group of people. we cannot change our uh, thought to uh, suit the situation so that's the second test that does it make me more like christ um does my church family confirm it no uh, we all know that then the bank la apdi pona poiramla all of us all of us are called to uh, live in a community and uh, god has made us to live in communities in ephesians uh, 3:10 god's intent was for god's wisdom to be made known through the church uh, god has made us to live in communities not as you know single people or uh you know as lonely people god has made us to live in communities so and and because of that god also wants us to be part of a local church wherever we are god wants us to be a part of a local church and local group of believers whom we can share whom we can uh, you know learn from so do these mature believers also confirm whatever has been revealed to you can you put it forward to them and can they confirm that Proverbs 11:9 says that the wisdom of righteous can save you. That wisdom of righteous it can save us from time it can save us time it can save us energy it can save us relationships and save us from embarrassment. So uh you know the group of believers your church members their wisdom which God has already revealed to them that can save us from you know all these things. So this is the third point and uh is it consistent a revelation that you have had or something that you feel god wants you to do does is it consistent with how god has shaped you uh, it is a very uh, uh, common uh, verse efficiency uh, popular verse uh, efficiency 210 we are god's workmanship and uh, god has made us to do good works which he has prepared in advance for us to do so uh, each of us has have been made unique each of us have been given a unique work while we are on earth each of us are called to do a unique work while we are on earth and each of us have been made in a very unique way there's no one who's uh, you know there are no two persons who are exactly identical to each other god has made each person differently and uh, you know these uh, five things that defines us and it defines our purpose it has uh you know it's abbreviated as uh, shape 
as for spiritual gifts that god has given us uh, our heart our abilities our personality and our experiences in these five points you know god has given each of us different experiences different uh, uh, gifts different abilities different personalities so god has made us in different in a different way so our shape defines our purpose god has made each of us to be different so is what we hear or what we think god wants us to do is it consistent with how god has shaped us and uh, you know romans 12:6 to 8 it says that we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us if a gift is prophesy then prophesy in accordance with your faith if it is serving then serve if it is teaching then teach if it is en- if it is to encourage then give encouragement if it is giving then give generously if it is to lead do it diligently if it is to show mercy do it cheerfully so each of us have been given a certain gift and the ability to do certain things well and no one is good at everything also just because you know we love to do something it doesn't mean that we should do that so uh, what we saw in the previous slide uh, about shape that we should put it to this test whatever we feel like doing or we feel god is asking us to do does it conform to our shape if it's exactly opposite to our shape then it's probably not god's will <clears> or <throat> uh, does it concern my responsibility this is the fifth test is it relevant to us uh, something that god has revealed is it relevant to us um and also we should be very careful about using and about users of the phrase god told me to tell you no if we are going to tell someone that god asked me to tell you you have to be 100% sure that god told you that so we have to be very careful we shouldn't try to be the holy spirit for someone else uh, and that includes our own family we shouldn't try to be the holy spirit because the holy spirit convicts each person separately we should not try to do god's what god wants to do directly we shouldn't try to you know push that into another person we need to be really careful about using that phrase we hear it very often these days we have to be very careful when we when we use it to someone else god told me to tell you or even you know when somebody else tells us god told me to tell you we need to be very careful uh, romans 14:4 it says who are you to judge someone else's servant so uh, someone else's servant in this you know i take it as all of us are servants of jesus all of us are servants of god so we shouldn't judge another person and at the same time we should not unless we are 100% sure that god wants us to tell someone we should something we should not tell that having said that uh, we should also keep in mind that god does god speak to us through others or to others through us yes god does that and god does that quite a few times no but if we have uh, understood something that god has asked us to tell someone we need to be patient about it and we should pray about it. we shouldn't blurt it out immediately we should not uh, you know just in the spur of the moment god told me to tell you this or um, god might have revealed it to you 
but has he asked us to tell it to that person and uh, uh, sometimes god reveals something about another person so that we can just pray for that person not not for us to tell it immediately that we need to be very careful uh, you know as soon as we get a revelation we will be very excited that god has told us something it doesn't mean that we should tell it out to the concerned person immediately you need to pray about it if does god want you to reveal it to that person or god wants you to just talk about it many times god uses us to confirm what he has already told someone else directly and many times we may not even realize that god is using us to tell it to another person so it may not even be from a, a vision that we uh, received or it may not be something that you feel god wants to tell you you may just tell something and you know god will use that to convict another person or to talk to another person so does it concern our responsibility or are we going out of our the boundaries that god has set for us so that is the fifth test and uh, the sixth test is that is it convicting rather than condemning conviction comes from god because he wants us to wants to correct us uh, condemnation is from the devil you know there is this was romans 8 1 uh, and revelations 3 19 to uh, affirm this that condemnation is from the devil and conviction god doesn't want to condemn us romans 8:1 says there is no condemnation for those who belong to christ jesus so once you become the uh, child of god there is no condemnation for us but yes there are moments when god uh, convicts us of the mistakes that we do or the sins that we commit but he doesn't condemn us and revelations 3:19 god it says god convicts and disciplines so be honest and repent uh, sometimes it also happens that uh, we mistake our own self esteem our own low self esteem for god's voice um revelation 12:10 also says that satan is the accuser of believers you know so satan is the one who condemns believers it is not god so any thought that we have is it convicting or is it condemning uh, another difference between con- uh, condemnation and conviction is condemnation brings guilt and doesn't go away how do we know that it is a condemnation or a conviction condemnation could be about the same point uh, some something that we had done it will be about the same point if there's a condemnation that's from the devil you know it doesn't go away and it is very vague whereas conviction god is always very specific he uh conviction is specific and is pinpointed and once you seek forgiveness it goes away and the last point is uh, do i sense god's peace about it god is not an author of confusion uh, another verse that is very popular 1 corinthians 14:33 god you know he speaks encouragement he promises us he gives us instructions on how to live and what to do but if everything we hear is negative then there's something wrong so if there is confusion then it is not from god uh, you know god is you feel that god has asked you to do something if that brings about confusion it cannot be from god and uh, philippians 4 uh, 6 to 7 it says do not be anxious about anything but in every situation but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to god and the peace of god which transcends all understanding 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, so, uh, it will not bring about confusion, it will not bring about anxiety, whereas it will, you know, give us peace. We hear something from God that will give us, you know, it will give us peace. And if we have heard from God in the past, but do not now, we have allowed sin to block God's voice. That sin, it could be a sinful relationship, it could be a grudge, or it could be a deed. We have allowed that to block God's voice. So these are the seven tests that we can, uh, you know, put anything that we hear to test whether it is from God. So the first point is, does it agree with the Bible? Second is, does it make me more like Christ? Third is, does my church family confirm it? Uh, fourth is, is it consistent with how God has shaped me? Shaped me? The shape is uh, the spiritual gifts, the heart that we have, abilities that we have, personality, and the experiences that we have. Fifth is, does it concern my responsibility? Sixth is, is it convicting rather than condemning? And uh, the last one is, do I sense God's peace about it? Now, the last point, uh, uh, you know, John 8, 47. Whoever belongs to God hears from hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Now, when I read this verse, I thought it was God uh, talking to the Pharisees. Uh, but when I went back to it and I read the previous verses, Right from, I'll, I'll read right from uh, 31. Uh, it's a long passage, but I believe it's important. Uh, to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold on to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And then they you know, say that uh, we have never been slaves to anyone. We are Abraham's descendants. And uh, so in that conversation, it comes along with that conversation. They again say that Abraham is our father. Jesus says that if you were Abraham's children, then you would do what Abraham did. And he goes on to say that if God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to the father, to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. It was very shocking to, you know, understand that God was actually talking, Jesus was actually talking to those who had believed him, to the Jews who had believed him. And so it is very important that we learn to understand how to um, differentiate between God's voice, our own thoughts and thoughts from the devil. We'll close with a prayer. Uh, let's pray. The God, we Thank you for this morning time, Lord. We thank you for this new week that you have given us. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us together as one family. We thank you, Lord, for this fellowship that we share. And Father, we thank you 
for speaking to us this morning. Father, we pray that you will be with each and every one of us as we uh, go into the world. We pray, Father, that uh, we will be able to put into practice everything that we have heard today. We pray, Father, that uh, you will give us the wisdom to discern between your voice, our own thoughts and uh, uh, the devil's thoughts. We pray, Father, that you will give us the uh, discernment, the wisdom that we need. And Father, we pray that you will give us the will, that you will give us the strength to obey your voice in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.